Hey guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Alyssa. And we have a very special co-host today, our friend Lauren. Hello. Hi. Thanks for being our first official co-host. This is exciting. Ooh, I didn't know. Cool. We will be later in the episode answering a lot of our listener questions, so we're glad we have Lauren here to share her perspective. She has lots of valuable life experience to bring to the table. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and thank you in advance to all of our listeners that wrote in questions. Keep them coming. I would also like to point out that this podcast is fueled by lactation cookies. For anyone that doesn't know what those are, (laughs) yeah, do you want to, for the people in the back? (laughs) So our friend Jamie, who is a new mom, and she will be on our next podcast episode, so look forward to that, brought us lactation cookies, which were actually really good, and they will not make you lactate, but apparently it helps with lactation if that's what you need. So we just went to, last night, a movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. What did you guys think? I really liked it. I did not know anything really about Queen going into it other than, I mean, the songs that everybody knows. And I was saying that you don't realize how many hit songs that they had because you're listening to all the songs in the movie like, oh, yeah, that song. Yeah. And some songs you don't even know were by Queen. (laughs) I know I was I was embarrassed I was like yeah that song uh I definitely didn't think that was a queen song like I didn't know any of their story either like I thought it was really good what do you think Lauren I loved it it was so good yeah are you a queen fan oh yeah huge queen fan I was like a fan of all their songs in there did so you good. know any part of the backstory or about Freddie Mercury at all um a slight bit but not a lot so it was good and informative and very well done yeah, I liked it. We went with some friends, and our friend Kyle said that he looked up their critic reviews, and it only had, like, 50% or something on Rotten Tomatoes, but, like, audience reviews were, like, 90-something. So it's interesting, because critics didn't like it, but everybody, like, audiences liked it. I don't understand it. that, because why wouldn't you, wouldn't a critic, why do the critic matter more than the audience? What do yeah, they know more? Know. Than the audience. Shouldn't they be a part of the audience? Shouldn't they be persuaded by audience reviews too, I would think? Like, I don't know. They probably have like a certain set of criteria that they judge by, but I don't know. I don't know how that works. I feel like a lot of times critic reviews and audience reviews differ quite a bit. Yeah. Which is just so weird then. Why do we have critics? What's Rotten Tomatoes? Is that audience or critic? They show both. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Clearly, I, not I think, that, I think that was his source. Oh. <laughs> so while we were watching the movie, I had several thoughts that I was like, I need to talk about this, but it was a movie, so that would be annoying to everyone else in the theater. But one, there were a lot of mustaches in that movie. How do you guys generally feel about mustaches? Because, I mean, clearly it was taking place in like the 70s. 80s yeah it was a thing back then yeah it was and then at the beginning there's this like part where he's like clipping his mustache and it like it reminded (laughs) us of past traumatic experiences yes it just like grossed me out so much but we both like looked at each other like ah it was awful (laughs) yeah my I mean my dad had that same mustache you can see pictures of him from like the 80s yeah it was a thing my dad did too actually Mm -hmm. he didn't shave it off until I was born and then I have some very pictures of me being very young with my dad and 
his mustache will look just like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they're not in style anymore. Oh, me too. <laughs> Maybe they'll come back, though. I don't know. I really hope not. I don't know what else to say about mustaches, really. <laughs> so also during the movie, Emily, you turned to me because we saw a preview for the new Elton John movie and you said you are obsessed with Elton John and I was like, can you please explain? No, I didn't say I was obsessed. I said I'm fascinated, fascinated. by Elton okay. John. My bad, wrong word. Can you please explain though? And Lauren's face when I mentioned Elton John also just like lit up. <laughs> I would love to know the obsession because I, I want to see the movie, but I have like... I'm not like a diehard fan or anything. I'm just a fan of old music. So I'm like really digging all these new movies coming out about like music that's been like around for quite a long time and that's still popular. Same. I would agree with that. I I think that's part of the reason I loved the Bohemian Rhapsody movie is because I didn't know any of that stuff. And not only did they give us the history and the backstory, but they it also shows a lot of like what it was like in London at the time. And I, I feel like we've watched a lot of US TV shows from like the 70s and 80s, so we know kind of what it was like here, but, or I guess what was portrayed on TV here. But I I just loved hearing people talk in British accents. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was pretty great. <laughs> the last thought I had during watching that, while watching that movie. So I, do you guys remember Mystery Google? No. No. You like stumble upon similar it was concept like, it, it was supposed to be a where you like enter in a search and you get someone else's search responses but it turned into like entering someone's phone number and saying text this person this thing and you got someone else's response with a phone number wait what, what? you guys didn't do, i think it was called mystery google they shut it down but i remember sitting in a movie theater in high school and like trying to get like someone else in the theater to like get the mystery google response i don't know maybe miss okay explain the concept again because i don't think i I understand it was basically like you put in a google search on like mystery i think it was mystery google what it is what it was called website is a different thing and is not google i think it was part of google but they shut it down probably because it just became people sharing phone numbers and telling them to call random people to do things but it was like you put in someone's phone number, but you get a someone else's search results. So like you search something and then they'll get your search results. So they'll see your Google search. So basically you can say like, call this person and say, uh, your pants are on fire. I don't know. And then like people get right. You can like, it was like a joke on your friends because they'd get a call from a rando to say that. So you're saying that if I went on mystery Google search squirrel, someone else who's also on mystery Google would they would press enter on their search of pretzels and get your squirrel results. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that. And it sounds okay, crazy. Well, maybe this was only a and slightly <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Like hindsight, I probably, it makes sense. But also I think chat roulette down. and all that kind of stuff was dangerous too. That was yeah. probably worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, cause that was like video too. Yeah. Mm. Did either of you participate in chat roulette? I feel like it was a thing freshman year of college. I was just going to say that. In like a group, I feel like yeah. we would go on chat roulette. Mm-hmm. But never alone. <laughs> or like Omegle. Do you guys yep. remember that too? Mm-hmm. No. It was pretty much the same thing as chat roulette. Yeah, except okay. for it's like actually like chatting and not video, I don't think. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. Hmm. So, How much smarter we are now about our internet <laughs> I, um, usage. <laughs> Did you guys hear about the latest Snapchat thing? I think it's called Monkey. 
if I remember correctly, but it like pairs up random people and they can like Snapchat or video for like 10 seconds and then it disappears. Like, then they can either choose to extend their conversations or like they can say, like, No, I don't want to, and they just like let it go. But it's like the new thing that like kids are doing. Is it, is it a Snapchat thing, like related to Snapchat or? I honestly don't know. I was going to say Snapchat's trying to hang on by a thread. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think it's still cool with the kids, but I think it's past its prime for us who are now old. As a late adapter, I still use Snapchat a lot, but I'm slowly (laughs) transitioning to Instagram stories. (laughs) I use both. I use both and I feel like it's probably obnoxious because I post pretty much the same thing on both Snapchat and Instagram. Yeah, I use one or the other. Depends on the day. Some days I post on Snapchat. Some days I post on Instagram. If I drink a lot, I'll post on both. (laughs) (laughs) That is fair. Or if you're doing something really cool, I feel like I don't, I have no shame about it. I feel like pressure to take like a beautiful picture when it's an Instagram story or like it has to be something that looks like really cool and then you have to do your artsy stuff over it but then on snapchat it can just be like a random video yeah i think i posted a drunk video on instagram and i instantly regretted it and <laughs> i deleted it <laughs> how are you guys halloweens mine was good we did not do anything we did not get any trick-or-treaters oh wait we did go to a party how was that so we wore ugly christmas sweaters to the party because we didn't have costumes naturally <laughs> but you weren't Ina? No, I wasn't Ina. That's okay. The kids might not get it. <laughs> and so we went to this party that was my husband's friend from a long time, or friend from high school, but he was also having a party combined with his sister who just graduated from college. She's 22. And he warned me before we went he was like this is not gonna be a party like i think you're expecting and i'm like well you said that it's gonna be 22 year olds so like i think i'm prepared but as soon as we walked in it was like vodka like just so much like wafting in the air and it just like (laughs) took me back because you know smells do that for you Mm -hmm. like it just it took me back to our days at 2181 and oh my <laughs> yeah we should mention that we all lived together back in the day our address was 2181 that's why yes <laughs> but and it made me kind of nostalgic and i was like looking at these girls part like running around and partying like oh so much fun <laughs> like life was so much simpler <laughs> four yeah, years ago seriously <laughs> but it was like your classic house where you go down their basement was actually kind of nice but randomly like a weird open space where they had a beer pong table and like we just stood in their basement watched people play beer pong and like yep (laughs) oh my gosh classic holiday. this is pretty classic and (laughs) we only stayed until like 11 30 because that's our life now but that's the best though and going to bed early (laughs) one thing that happened though is these girls that came they came kind of late and they had definitely had some alcohol and it was like 
probably like four of us like older people aka 26 and 27 <laughs> <laughs> down in the basement these two <laughs> girls come down and the one girl looks at me and she's like girl what are you and i'm just like i'm wearing a christmas manatee sweater <laughs> i'm like i'm just Christmas manatee and she was like oh okay and she's like do you know what I am and she was wearing an Alice in Wonderland dress and I'm like you're Alice in Wonderland and she was like yeah good job and then and then her friend who she was with was like okay who's the DJ are you the DJ and she looked at me and I'm like no like I think there's a phone over there that's playing music though and she was like I need some rap music or some nicotine and then she was asking me if i have a jewel like a jewel e-cigarette and i only know what that was because i heard about it like on a podcast and apparently it's like a thing for the for like college kids right now to like charge their e-cigarettes in their computer at the library and then use them really um but yeah so she was like does anyone have a jewel i'm like i don't even know what that is and then we were like, we're old. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> e-cigarettes are like the rage with like high school kids too, which is just like crazy to me. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I I have no thoughts on the subject other than why. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, it's better for you, I guess, than, or less worse for you than smoking a regular cigarette, but... I've heard, though, that they're so new that they don't, like, know exactly what all the that's long-term true. effects are. Yeah. And maybe that's... that I have not... I've done zero well, research it's also on like this. You're so. charging that on your computer, yeah. and then you're, like, breathing in your computer protons. <laughs> like... <laughs> Science. <laughs> but you left those neutrons and electrons alone. <laughs> I got an A in chemistry in high school. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Lauren, what did you do for Halloween? I went to play board games. Ooh. A Harry Potter board game where we all dressed up like Harry Potter characters. Except for I was running late, so I just dressed up in pink and pretended to be Professor Umbridge. Didn't go very well, but it was something. Yeah. Now that sounds like an adult party. (laughs) It was very adult. We all were getting tired and wanted to lose the game so that we could just be done and go to bed by 10. It didn't happen. But <laughs> we did lose right before 10.30. We were about to win, but alas, the game won. And so what kind of game was it? So it's a Harry Potter board game, and you, like, play each, like, year is, like, a level. So, like, year one is, like, level one, and then... You, like, have to beat that, and then you go to, like, year two. So, well, we were up, I went up to the cabin with a few friends a few weeks ago, and we played years one through six, but still had year seven left. So we figured that would be a good excuse to dress up like Harry Potter characters. Perfect. And play year seven. Very adult. What did you do, Alyssa? I stayed home and handed out Halloween candy. I was super excited about it, and I was like, I want to be that cool neighbor that gives out full-size candy bars. So I had our friend Jamie take me to Costco because I don't have my own Costco membership, (laughs) and I got a bunch of full-size candy bars, and all the kids were super cute. I got like 40-plus trick-or-treaters, which I didn't know what to expect. And then 
I'm part of this like neighborhood Facebook group and someone posted like there's a legend in the neighborhood that kids couldn't remember what street the girl lived on or something and I was like they were my first trick-or-treaters yes it worked like mission accomplished so did you comment on the post saying it was because I felt weird taking credit for it but I was like there are a couple other people are like hey we were handing them out too and I was like "Uh, that's okay I just like knowing that mission accomplished they were the little kids were excited about it I was like yes doing this every year (laughs) what was the best costume that the kiddos had there's a really good vampire with like really good makeup but to be honest I was so like distracted by like giving them candy that I like feel like I didn't even pay that much attention to their costumes it's like the number one thing I know I'm the worst (laughs) So there have been some things that I've just been jotting down that have happened in the news that I was hoping to get your guys' ideas on or perspectives on. And the first one is, did you guys see the video that went viral of someone at like a Lund salad bar eating out of the soup with the ladle? It was the Lund's? I don't know if it was Lund's. That's that's what I equate it to, but it was like a similar salad bar. I don't know what the actual place was. No, No, I've not heard of this. Does that like creep you out? Because I feel like... I don't go very often to like a Lund's or like a Whole Foods salad bar, but I've definitely gotten soup there before. And now I'm like, Ugh, maybe I should rethink this. I feel like most people are good and right. don't do that. Plus, you think employees might like see it and like. Yeah, usually. I mean, if you're in a salad bar, they're usually in an area where there's like other like food stations around where people are working at them. So I yeah, like most people wouldn't. Also, there was a video of that person, so... Like, hopefully they're banned forever from the grocery store? Well, now, maybe people, who, maybe people who do go around eating out of salad bar spoons saw that video, and they're like, ah, shoot, can't do that anymore. Right, like, I'll be shamed on the internet, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah, I don't know. I've already kind of gotten away from them, because last week, while I was at work, I heard a scream in the office, and someone on the other side of the floor found a frog in her salad from the salad bar. Oh, shut frog? up. A frog. A How? Live frog. Big. A live? A live frog. It was live? It was alive. Oh, my gosh. I the lettuce is fresh. <laughs> <laughs> but ever since then, I, like, can't bring myself to eat at the Ooh, salad bar in the cafeteria anymore. And so, like, now How it's, big like, was the frog? Wouldn't you think when was, she was, like, like... probably, like, a tiny frog. You'd think I when didn't she go was look at going it to, like, out. grab the lettuce with the Maybe lettuce tongs that the frog would have jumped away. I don't know. Maybe it was stunned. I actually would have liked that because I like frogs, but. You would want a live frog. You're like going to take a bite. The fork is up to your mouth and it hops up (laughs) on your nose. Like, you like that? I'm not saying that I want that to happen. I'm just saying that it wouldn't ruin my day if I found a pet frog in my salad. It would not only ruin my day, it would probably ruin my month. (laughs) I refuse to eat there now. Plus. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say I don't believe that, but I feel like that frog was either like stunned and so scared it couldn't move. But if you're like moving a spoon or tongs around a frog, it's not going to just like sit nicely in your salad bowl. Well, I saw the live frog, so. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. There How? were like pictures of it. Oh it my was gosh. like alive. It was like moving. Dang. It really happened. If I'm I scared. if it wasn't yeah. didn't happen where the fact that I saw it, I probably wouldn't believe it either though. But it was like the size of a quarter. It was a tiny guy. That grosses me out. In conclusion, I'm gonna rethink salad bars. <laughs> <laughs> you guys used to go to the one salad bar all the time. 
so convenient. What are your thoughts on it now? I don't know. I'm more of a like. I'd probably still go. Let's yeah, be real. <laughs> I'm still, I'm, it doesn't deter me until I have some traumatic experience, maybe. Yeah. But I'm kind of like my grandma always used to say you have to eat a peck of dirt before you die. So like if there's someone else's <laughs> germs in your salad, you're probably going to survive. And if you get sick, it'll just help your immune system. Yeah. Hopefully. Look at you being such a positive Nelly. <laughs> I don't know if people say positive Nelly. That should be negative Nelly. Is there a positive Patty? There we go. Patty. Anyway. <laughs> Did you guys see that Delia's is coming back? I'm coming, really excited. Coming back that. in how? What so way? I read an article that they are releasing 70 items that they used to sell. So it's like vintage, like 90s, like lots of floral. And we can post the article, but it like so they're re-releasing that for like a limited time so you can just buy like the nostalgic like did it go out of business delia's i think that what happened and i can tell you when because that was the last tweet that i've ever sent out so (laughs) on march 11th of 2015 i retweeted a tweet that (laughs) delia's is no longer Never have I spent more time pouring over catalogs full of ringer tees and wedge flip-flops I couldn't afford. <laughs> Hashtag RIP. Did you guys, like, look so, forward to the Delia's catalogs? Or oh, yeah. Ads? They had an Alice in Wonderland t-shirt, and I bought it in, like, five seconds. I loved I looking obsessed. at the t-shirts. I was really yeah. into dinosaur t-shirts. <laughs> so I had a lot of dinosaur t-shirts. I also had a t-shirt that I wore, like, every day from Delia's that was green and pink striped and on the pink stripes it had like a little farm scene <laughs> like going on each pink stripe so oh my gosh yeah and I kind of want that shirt that was my favorite <laughs> shirt it was so great I love it do you think you'll buy anything from the uh, collection well if you're saying it's from the 90s like that isn't really when I was shopping at Delia's, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, same. So I guess it'll be, it'll depend on what they have to offer. Yeah. We'll post a link in the episode description and you guys can let us know what you think. So our next section, we're going to be answering our listener questions. And this is a section we are calling Dear Petal Peeps. So we have Lauren here to share her knowledge on the many listener questions we got so we let's dive right in let's do it our first question reads hey loving the podcast i listen while i cook trying to catch up to the new episodes question you talked about dating apps in your first few episode having not been on the dating scene since 2010 what are the rules for a date these days does a couple split the bill or are the guys expected to pay on a guy girl date what about same sex dates i'm really curious i know some guys who are 28 to 30 using these apps and they say some of the girls they try to take on dates think it's kind of rude that they assume the girl doesn't want to pay for the meal back in my day before apps grandma emoji (laughs) the guy would pay most times and hated when i tried to it's a general rule of thumb i usually at least offer to split it or like offer to pay and like at minimum split it so yeah i i always would offer to pay slash split it but i also think the general rule should be that whoever planned the date 
or like invited the other person on the date should be like willing to pay for it they shouldn't be like offended if the other person doesn't Mm -hmm. want to and that like you should switch off basically like if something like say you go to dinner like a guy invites you to dinner and you're and he ends up paying for dinner like if you go anywhere after that or like get drinks or like do do some other activity that you should pay for the other activity or like offer to at least like balance it out that way yeah I would agree with that I feel like I always offer to at least split and I remember hearing one time how some girls have gone on like dates and the guy will pick up the tab and then charge them for half of it on Venmo later have you guys heard of that I've heard of that yeah and I just feel like if you want to split it just like say that up front it's okay like we can all pay for ourselves or I've heard (laughs) that the guy will pay and then as soon as she says she doesn't want a second date he's like mad and like wants her to pay for half of it or something yeah which to some extent I get but like no you if you offer to pay it doesn't I get being matter. upset but I, yeah no you can't take that back yeah you offered the thing and you don't get to it's not contingent on there being another date that you can say like oh now I'm mad and I want you to pay half of it yeah I also um read an article recently about this guy who was on some dating app and was going out with women and then he would like ditch like so they'd have to he'd order really expensive meals and got like he would run away and some of the like restaurants like comp the meals because they realized what had happened but this guy actually got got charges pressed against him and like has to pay like a bunch of fines and might be going to jail I was like that's insane like why do people suck because he did this to like 12 people and like racked up like hundreds of dollars bills where did this happen? I can't remember. I heard about it. It might have been another podcast or an article. I can't remember what city it was. But, and it wasn't someone who was just like hungry and trying to get food? They made it sound like not. I guess I, I don't know if that was the situation, but um, they would order like the most expensive things on the menu. Oh, well then, yeah. So regardless, I think they're taking advantage right. to some extent. Not being a good person. Um, yeah, so the person's, like, going to jail for that. So that's not very relevant. That's People are weird. <laughs> People are really weird. Yeah. So as far as the same-sex dates go, I don't really... I, first of all, don't have experience with that. Second of all, don't really... I can't speak for someone who has experience with that, but I think it goes back to the equality of like if you made the plans then you should be prepared to pay for it or at least like and then split it if the other person offers because I think that's just a nice thing to do because if you're the one who's like let's go to this super expensive restaurant then the other person should be like okay well that means maybe like that's where he wants to go so he's willing to pay for that but yeah but yeah don't take advantage right yeah so for the guys that are 28 to 30 using these apps I would I would tell them that advice and say if you're doing the asking be prepared to pay but splitting is just fine yeah and when some guys feel like they need to and are like offended and I don't think that they should be offended that's just weird right yeah those are our thoughts yeah hope hope that answered your question (laughs) Okay, next question. 
How do each of you deal with making permanent decisions, i.e. marriage, tattoos, etc.? What permanent or big decisions scare you the most, and what's your tactic to deal with them? Well, I don't have tattoos, but I am married. That's pretty permanent. It is. How did you deal? <laughs> how, did I, <laughs> how do I deal? How do you handle the married life? <laughs> Well, I've only been married for two and a half-ish months now, so I can't say I'm an expert on the subject, but, well, being married. But as far as making the decision to get married, I don't really feel like I made the decision. I feel like it just kind of happened. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, okay, I... I can't really imagine my life not happening this way. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't really imagine us not getting engaged and married. Like, I just feel like that's what we're supposed to do. Like, a more natural progression than a choosing. I mean, you still chose, but it's, like right. natural. And I feel like our situation was different than than a lot of, not a lot of, but... We definitely, like, both made the decision to get engaged. Like, it wasn't like uh, he was planning this epic proposal. It was basically <laughs> like we went and bought a ring together, and that meant we were engaged. So, yeah, it, yeah, it was, it wasn't really, like, a tough decision. It was kind of just like a, this is what, that's what's happening in my life, so yeah. here we go. What permanent thing or decision scares you the most? Would it be tattoos? So I've thought about tattoos and had like a bunch of different ideas for a tattoo and my sister has a couple tattoos and I have nothing against tattoos like I think they're cool but when it came to actually going to get one I just I can't do it and I think it is just how permanent it Mm -hmm. is and I can't like I don't know a few years down the road if I'm going to look at the tattoo and be like I don't want this anymore and I think that's what scares me. Mm Mm-hmm the same attitude towards tattoos i personally haven't made any permanent decisions in life to this point i am not married i don't own a house (laughs) (laughs) i'm not yeah so no tattoos and i think tattoos probably scares me the most i think being like having it and saying like i love this now but am i gonna like it in five years ten years like 50 years it's hard to say like people grow and change with you so married being married scares me less than a tattoo where you pick it at one point in time and it's unchanging that's true and i mean i guess you can always get it removed but that's long and painful long and expensive. painful and difficult process yeah you i mean you're the only one of us who has tattoos so yeah and i guess i think i put a lot of thought I mean, people might look at them and be like, that's dumb. But to me, they have, like, meaning. And I don't let myself – I feel like tattoos are addicting. So, like, I would love to have, like, a sleeve or something. But I don't allow myself to get a tattoo unless I achieve a goal. So, like, I got my first tattoo when I graduated high school. I got my second one when I graduated college. Like, And, like, I definitely want more, but I have, like, goals that I've set to, like, achieve before I allow myself to get them. And that also gives me a lot of time to, like, contemplate, like, what I want or what I, because it is permanent. And the other thing I would say is, even if it was kind of rash, I feel like when I 
like my first tattoo I'm I like go back to like the fond memories and the reason behind wanting to get in in the first place and I'm like okay if it brings me back that feeling every time I look at it like no regrets I don't know that's a good way to look at it but other than that I mean I bought a house but I also feel like you can sell a house I don't know if that's super permanent yeah and that's what I was thinking too like these are all semi-permanent they're not I mean well big they're big decisions where nothing's like permanent permanent but I also the other when you read the question the other thing that came to mind was like job changes which I think is is probably one that scares me the most like when I was thinking about switching jobs it's not permanent but you also can't jump around from job to job because that looks really bad on your resume so it's like you have to spend a significant part of your life doing something once you choose a place to work that same that came to mind for me too because I'm kind of in the place where I'm trying to figure out if I should get a new job, if I should stay at my job, mm-hmm. or if I should go back to school and try to do something else. And I just, they're all such big decisions and pretty permanent. Like, cause mm-hmm. you, you'll pay, pay a lot of money to go back to school or you can't, like you're saying, you can't just jump around from job to job. So, right. and so you'll I'm, never know if the grass is greener until you exactly. work there for a while. So I don't know. It was. So, I might just remember that being very stressful. No, that like hits home for me right now because I'm trying not to make a rash big decision, mm-hmm. but I also need to make a decision. So it's tough, man. Yeah. Okay. Next question. If you could recommend any one thing right now, food, product, activity, book, game, anything, what would it be and why? So my new year's resolution that I'm not going to meet <laughs> is to read 50 books this year. And of the books that I've read my favorite by far has been the book educated by I can't remember her name Tara was something I think but it's like a memoir and it's like very fascinating and like based on a true story about someone's life and that would be my recommendation what's it about uh her parents are kind of conspiracy theorists so they don't like believe in structured education or like medicine or all of that so she like like school was a bad thing like it was the enemy so she basically had a fight to get an education because her parents didn't believe like I thought it was like the government trying to brainwash so I just think it's very interesting to see like how far she's come and like her story is like fascinating to me well that does sound cool that sounds really awesome I mean not awesome but like like, interesting it was yeah it it kept me interested (laughs) a great (laughs) and awesome read (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was like, that sounds great. <laughs> Cut that out. Um. <laughs> well, I have a TV show I could recommend. What TV show? Um, I actually won some Emmys, I'm pretty sure. It's an Amazon Prime TV show or Amazon streaming, whatever it's mm-hmm. called. The Mar- Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So I've heard of that. What is the premise? So the premise is it's like 1960s in... New York City and um, it kind of starts out with this young couple meeting in college and getting married and then it fast forwards a couple of years to when they have two kids and um, the her husband is trying to start a career in stand-up comedy and she's his wife who's Mrs. Maisel is kind of like his manager and like make sure he's ready for his acts and like supports him and goes with him to where to like his different stand-up gigs like it's this one comedy club or like bar that 
he does stand-up comedy in and then the show kind of evolves and she ends up being the stand-up comic because she's like provides him all the material because Mm -hmm. she finds out that he's been stealing his acts from other stand-up comedians and she's like he's been being like a fraud this whole time and she's like well I'm the one who provides this material so then she kind of goes off on her own and so the show is about her like 1960s New York City this woman trying to become a stand-up comedian so sounds interesting I'll have to check it out sounds really good it's really well done yeah I love their outfits I just (laughs) don't want to go back to that time period but I kind of wish our fashion was still like that yeah do you have any recommendations Lauren my latest obsession has been a game called pass the pigs and it's about as dumb as it sounds but it is surprisingly addicting so you have these two little pigs that are like about the size of dice and you just like roll them like dice and however they land like gives you different point combinations and it's just been like so much fun because you can just like play it if you're out at a bar so like I brought it to Ireland and my mom and I just like played at the pub for a few hours oh, fun. and then like brought it like with friends just like to a cabin and you just like play for like a long time because it just like is surprisingly addicting there's like a way you get zero points for your turn and it just gets like so frustrating because you try to get to 100 points so like you can keep rolling until you get a zero or you can just say like oh I'm gonna keep these points so it's surprisingly fun and I highly recommend it it's very very cheap from Amazon so interesting we should have a game night check it out <laughs> yeah maybe we should have some other games besides that yeah <laughs> probably don't want also to maybe some monopoly <laughs> lauren also recently recommended another game which is a actually like a phone game called it's cat cafe <laughs> she was telling me about this and i'm and i downloaded you. it i've been playing it for about two weeks now and I was just telling Lauren, I'm not really sure why I've stuck with it because it's not really Same. a game. It's not really a game. You kind of just go on, you get these cats, and then you have people come in, they want to pet the cats, and you <laughs> pair them up, and you get more points if the cat's like a s- smiley cat and the person wants a smiley cat. <laughs> <laughs> I think the term is friendly. Then <laughs> <laughs> there's... Okay, never mind. Um... <laughs> But I think what keeps you going on it is, like, there are, like, these baskets that you get every day, and it just, like, keeps giving you notifications, and you're, like... Oh, I turned off notifications. I don't even get them. Oh, that's what, like, got me, because, like, I kept getting notifications, and I was, like, I just want to know what's there, and I've slowly stopped playing, but... Yeah, I need to delete it, but I just haven't brought myself to do it yet. (laughs) It's kind of... I don't know. I get sucked into those games where it's, like, those cooking games where you have to like bake cakes for people and yeah and oh, it slowly gets harder and harder and until you it's like almost impossible to play without giving them money and then that's when you delete it but does this one get harder or it's just no it's same and it's, it's really frustrating because <laughs> <laughs> very passionate <laughs> because these cats or the you have all these cats and you keep getting more and more cats and so i probably have like 20 cats right now you but have only 20 cats already okay maybe like 12 i don't know Dang. i don't know 12, how many 20 73 and then <laughs> these only like five people come in to pet your cats and so then you have all these cats running around doing nothing when they could be earning you money <laughs> Let more customers in, Cat Cafe. Come on. <laughs> and then you just sit there and there's nothing else to do because it takes like two hours for 
your customers to pet the cats. <laughs> That's why I had to stop. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys ever play like Sims? Like I never did, but oh, isn't that kind of the same thing where there's God. like no goal? Like I there's never, no. I goals? never played Sims. Yes and no. So like Sims, you could always be doing something though. So like you could have like a family in Sims where like all everyone's doing something different and it's time-based, but you always like have something to do. Like Cat Cafe, like you're very dependent on the game giving you customers to come in to like pair them off. Yeah. So I would say Sims is very different and Sims is my life growing up. Okay. <laughs> Had a few 3 a.m. nights. <laughs> you just get so lost in it. Should I go on to our next question? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This one says, you guys have talked about dating apps and or dating and dating apps a little, so I wanted to see what you thought of this situation. About a year ago, I took my dog for a hike and ended up meeting a group of guys on the trail. They wanted to pet my dog, and I ended up chatting with them for a little bit. Fast forward to a few weeks later, I matched with one of the guys on a dating app. Turns out he lives he lived a few hours away, but we started talking a lot. We exchanged numbers and texted, but one day he just stopped responding. He was actually getting ready to leave for basic training in the military, so I didn't really think anything of it. I was a little bummed that we never got to meet up, but moved on with my life. Fast forward again to a few weeks ago, he added me on Snapchat out of the blue. He randomly started responding to my Snap stories, and eventually we started chatting again. He asked me to meet up with him, and I'm not sure what to do. My question is, should I keep talking to him and see where this goes, or should I even bother? What would you do? So he's currently in the military still? I think he is, but he's, like, back from wherever he went okay. for basic training. But he still lives a few hours Now, he still lives a few hours away, I think. Okay. I'd say follow your gut. Like, if your gut's telling you that something's off, then follow that instinct. But if you're feeling like you want to give it a shot and see what could happen, then, like, what have you got to lose? Just make sure you meet up in a public place. And... I feel like there's no harm to it that's true could it could this be like a bread bread crumbing situation where it's like you creepily look at someone else someone's snap stories forever but never talk to them or like well, like, like their instagram photos but it sounds like he reaches out and tries to actually meet up when he's around true so it seems less like bread crummery yeah i feel like as long as I feel like after you meet him for the first time, then, like, see where Yeah, that could be there. telling. Mm-hmm. Do they talk via Snapchat? Do they, like, chat back and forth, I wonder? Because... It sounds like it. Yeah. So, because part of me is, like, I say go for it. Like, what do you have to lose? Clearly, you're still thinking about it if you're writing into us. And, but if you know that, like, his lifestyle or if he's not willing to move or he... You're... You just don't want to be married... Not marry, that's not the end goal for everyone. But you don't want to be with someone that, like, is in the military and is going to be gone all the time. Like, why get invested? This That's true. This that's another good point. Far. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. But, like, I guess. Do you know what his end goals are, though? Like, well, that's why I was wondering yeah. if they were talking. So, so maybe our advice is, if you feel like you, sh- you want to, meet up with them and yeah. see what happens. YOLO. Update us. Please. Report yes. back. Okay, next question. Keeping with the dating theme. Would you ever date an older man? How old, how much older would you be willing to go? I feel like I've had this conversation with friends before um, and I actually just had it recently with like a coworker, but I would definitely date someone that's older. I actually struggle more with someone that's younger. I think that like 
is just feels weirder to me and probably like 35 because I feel like people have their life more figured out at that point (laughs) what do you guys think yeah I don't really struggle with dating people younger than me um but I'd say probably like yeah 35 like I'm 26 now so maybe 36 yeah it feels weird that we're getting older I know I forgot that I was 26 (laughs) as well (laughs) maybe like 10 years older would be like the max but like really depends on the person yeah I think that sounds about right I feel like that's probably what I would say yeah we still are though in like such a different state of life than a 36 year old at least I I think we probably are too more than we think well, like you're saying, it depends on the person. I feel like mental maturity-wise, like, we might feel like we're there, but, like, being in your 30s, like, you're even just, like, more financially stable because you've been in the workforce for so much longer, and that's, like, a big deal when you're, like, I don't know, just with the way you live your life. True. Okay, well, that answers that question. <laughs> okay, our last question we're going to answer is... What are your go-to running slash workout songs, and what songs are you loving lately? I was just going to pull up my workout playlist. Same. (laughs) Ooh, my favorite workout song is still, and this is kind of old, but My House. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) It just, like, gets me so pumped up. I'm like, I don't know. It makes me happy. I feel like I have to listen to new music when I work out, because otherwise, like, if it's nostalgic, I just get, like, too into the music, and I forget what my goal is which is to run I'm like that too except for I do have a few favorite songs one this one is called money making by a track and Dylan Francis and that's like not the type of music I listen to at all but (laughs) I really like it for running and then um also Galantis I don't even know if that's how you say it I think so the it. song that's like spread it like peanut butter jelly. I clearly don't listen to. Do you know that music. song, Lauren? I probably do. It's called peanut butter jelly. Oh, <laughs> oh, that one. makes sense. Yeah, I've listened to that. Um, and then this their song, "Love on Me," is also a really good, oh, good workout I love song. That one. Great pump yeah. up I've workout been, like, song. I'm really into the "Say My Name" by David Guetta lately. David Guetta's good workout music. You know David Guetta. Is that not from Pitch Perfect? Oh, I think it is, but I did not catch okay, the sorry. reference. I don't catch movie references well. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> what is your current jam for non-workout? I'm listening to a lot of like more indie like music, and so I think this is on the radio now. But Beyond by Leon Bridges has been like my go-to song lately. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. So my official Christmas music listening season has begun. So I was really excited last Friday when Pentatonix came out with a new Christmas CD. So I've been listening. Yeah, it's really good. I've been so I've been listening to that. And I've also gotten really into Jess Glynn. Have you guys ever listened to her? Oh, Uh yeah, she's so talented. Um, So I've been listening to her song. All I am. uh, I'll be there. And then thursday those are my three favorite i've been listening to well the voice is on right now and i've been watching that so i've been listening to like their singles as they come out and then 
I've really been into Haley Steinfeld recently. I don't know why this had an obsession, but she's got some good jams. She's fun to jam too, yeah. Carly, I'm a huge Carly Rae Jepsen fan. Yeah. And she came out with a new song this week called Party for One. That's really good. Yeah. Interesting. So there's some recommendations. Yeah. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for coming and being a co-host. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. We are going to make you answer one question. Yes. I don't like this look. (laughs) (laughs) It's a question we ask all of our guests. If you had a reality show about your life, what would it be called? Oh, you should have given me some time to prepare for this. You and Louie, your cat. (laughs) Be called the Lauren and Louie show. (gasps) That's great. The Lauren time. Yeah, Louie's my cat. He's four and a half years old. I adopted him from a farm. He's the best thing. He's a great cat. And he's not named after the Princess Diaries cat. No, he's not. No, because he's he's not fat Louie. He's just (laughs) Louie. Okay, my bad. (laughs) The Louie Louie song. Very cool. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Floral Couch Conversations. You can find us on Instagram at Floral Couch Conversations. And feel free to email us, floralcouchconversations at gmail.com. We're working on getting our podcast on to Spotify and a couple other places. So bear with us on that. But for now, you can find us on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And if you're liking what you're hearing, feel free to leave us a five-star review or however many stars you feel like we deserve and tell your friends. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.